The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard. Darren. So today I thought we could talk about the uh, search for truth. Small topic. Talking my language. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's talking your language. Yeah. Um, but not even just spiritual truth, but more broadly, you know, just getting to the truth about something as well, like in our okay. society in general. Yeah. Um, because I think one aspect of this challenge is this, is this phrase that kind of people start to use more and more often, which is my truth. Oh, yes. Yeah, versus, yes. you know, yes. as opposed to the truth. Per se. Yeah. Um, so I thought, it's, so that's what I'd like to get into today. But I thought it's just by, start by asking, like, when we talk about truth, what is truth anyway? I mean, well, how, would you, how would you describe that? I mean, one of Dr. King's favorite sayings, which you'll hear on many of his lectures, is truth is. Mm. Whether we like it or not, truth is. Um, it's interesting. It is said that the Lord Buddha gave different answers to different students to the same question. Really? Yeah, so it's said. Because that's what they needed or something? Well, or? he was asked, I think, by his chief disciple Ananda, I believe it was, who asked him why he did that. And he, and I'm going to use my words now, his sure. answer was that, well, because they're different people, so that very same question from one person has a different meaning. So if one person says, is there such a thing as God, and they're an atheist, the answer is yes. If somebody else says, is there such a thing as God? And they mean a different thing by God, because there were many of the gods mm. in existence in that time. I, I'm extrapolating here. Sure. It could be a different answer, because these are just words. Mm. So truth, I suppose, to come to your point, is above words. It's best found in silence. <laughs> if we should just have a silent show. Yeah. <laughs> That would be different, wouldn't it? That would be different. You'd do that, that sometimes. That would be yeah. different. Yeah. So, I mean, as you say, truth is, so it's like some, some, I don't even, some, yes, science would be the best way if we try to put it into words. Some I could objective. be a bit more helpful yeah, yeah. That, actually. The highest truth, mm. the greatest truths are paradoxical. Mm. So, I mean, if you're asking a question like, is Fulham in London? Mm. That's not, that's a yes. Yeah. It's not a no. Yeah. But if you go to a high question like, um, uh, you could have a statement, I am divine. And you could have a statement, I am a blithering idiot in so many ways. Mm. And they contradict each other because yeah, the divine true. is not mm. a blithering idiot. I see. And yet they're both true because, mm. you, you know, we know why. In that case, you have a higher self and a lower self. Mm. But the greatest truths are very often contain paradox. And you find it a lot. I mean, you find a whole section. I'll just give an example here from the fifth freedom, um, which I must say I'm really focused on at this moment. But however, that's by the by. And you have this whole wonderful, I mean, poetic, really, section here. Know that within you burns a flame, an all-knowing flame, an all-existent flame, a flame which is neither here nor there, a flame which is neither hot nor cold, a flame which is neither light nor darkness, and yet all of these. Mm. A flame which is not mind and yet is all-knowing. 
a flame which knoweth no limitation and yet vaguely recognises individuality. Mm. So you've got a series of paradoxes there. Yeah. And then later, he continues, the spark of God resides in man untouched until man takes this cosmic step. That's the, uh, the fifth freedom, cosmic consciousness. Yeah. Even then he touches not this flame, but liveth with all feeling through its brilliant radiations, light which passeth mere foolish verbose description, and yet is passive. Mm -hmm. Now, that word passive, and I've talked about this before, mystified me for a long time. Mm. And I thought, well, okay, it's because you're still, mm. you're physically still, you're in a passive physical position. When you're in cosmic consciousness, you can't physically move. Right. But actually it goes beyond the three senses. It takes in time, which is, you're, you're, you know, you're beyond time, it's timeless. There's no motion of any kind because you're not limited to that body in that state. You could be anywhere in, in space, really, yeah. if you focused on that. Uh, and you're not even limited to mind. Now, we measure feeling in mind uh, and in, in physical sensation, in sensation sure. of one kind or another. Sure. Yeah. But this one is not. Um, so it's, that's why I believe that's what is meant when it says it is passive um, so it's a flame which is, 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 is paradoxical, but it, both are true. Both are true. It's, uh, you, you know, it, it is a feeling. It's like it's all-knowing, but it's not mind. And you could say, well, you can't think without mind. Well, you're not thinking, mm. but you're all-knowing. So there are these paradoxes when you get... Now, that's going to the highest possible level sure, of sure, realising yeah. truth. Yeah. But even in, you know, in everyday life... Mm. Sometimes there's a paradox. Sometimes you need... There is a wonderful piece of advice from the master theorist that we have experiences through the lives and sometimes they can be multiple, they can be repeated until we've gained full sensitization through them. And sometimes that means learning to be on the, you might say, the giving end or the receiving end of an action of both until mm. the full measure of that action is fully learnt by you and then you can evolve and move on. So... A truth, um, and also, by the way, I'm just going to throw this in, although it's not quite your question, mm. there could, and very rarely, um, be an occasion where you need to tell an, an untruth and it's closer to the truth. Now, uh -huh. most people shouldn't yeah. do that, yeah. and hopefully most of us throughout our lives will never need to do that. Mm. But Sivananda gives an example of it, that if, you, if you're in a court and a, a great yogi was on trial, I think this is his example, at some court of a king oh, or yeah. something, and you were testifying, you know, and you were asked, is this so-and-so and so-and-so, and you lied, um, it would be a lie, but it would get a yogi free who shouldn't be there anyway because it's a bogus court. They don't deserve that truth at that moment. Mm -hmm. The truth, in, in, a sense, in essence, goes beyond a thought in that case, yes. or even a, a fact. Yes. It's very rare, so that mm. people could misuse that badly. The greatest example that I know of in history, I think, is St. Peter. Oh, uh, yes, you know, with the Who was Jesus, ordered yes. to, to deny Jesus. The church have got it wrong. They think he was cowardly. Mm. He's one of the bravest men who's ever walked this earth and a great Martian cosmic intelligence. Um, and he, if, had he said, yes, I knew him, 
I am his follower, he would have died that night and wouldn't have carried out his mission. Exactly. His mission was yeah. a greater truth. Mm -hmm. But these are rare examples. On the whole, one should, as Dr. King once said, speak truth to find truth. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I think it's interesting, first of all, to, to contrast, you know, this, that there are, in the highest truth, there are these paradoxes. And even, in, you know, in, yeah. in some instances in life, there are cases where, you know, to, to say something that was untrue Got would actually lead to a great purpose. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and to contrast that with, you know, the, the sort of picking and choosing of different beliefs that tends to happen, you know, when people talk about my truth versus mm. your truth, mm. sometimes that's, yeah. that can be an aspect of what that means um, versus I what the truth I think the, the my truth, truth thing is, 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 is in essence wrong mm. because it's really saying that, you know, it's true because I think it mm. and it isn't true because anyone thinks it. It's true if it's true. I see. So it's like, yeah, the my truth thing is like what, you're, what it, you what believe. What they mean, really, is this yeah. is my belief. Yes. It's not yes, your yes, truth. Yes. It's yeah. undermining a great word. Yes. That's, that's kind of a similar theme, theme to one of our recent shows, actually, isn't mm. it? Where we were talking about undermining or sort of diluting the real meaning of these yeah. words, which, which are so much more. But I, t I totally agree with what you say that, um, you know, there is this big distinction, I think, which is the essence of this, which is one thing is what you choose to believe and one thing is what is. And, yeah. and on the spiritual path, fundamentally, it's about getting to the heart of what is yeah. and having a, a love and devotion to yeah. that process. Yeah. In your own life. I mean, you know, if you take the nine freedoms, which is our core teaching, here, mm. um, you could you could look at those teachings and you might have questions in your mind about whether you really believe this was delivered by an intelligence from the planet sure. Mars, yeah. but it wouldn't alter the truths contained within it. Yeah. And you could practice those truths because they are not just philosophy. They are things to implement mm. and practice and apply directly in your life. Mm. And they really work like no other set of teachings I can think of. They really work in your life. And I include in that, by the way, the higher freedoms. I mean, we're told, for example, in the seventh freedom, that they start to know the why of existence. Mm. And I think we're given this. We are told about how they live. The, the path set out in the nine freedoms and the path practiced in the Ethereum society, um, it is a path which is a reflection, a very tiny one, tiny minuscule one of the path followed by Venusians, Martians, Saturnians, solar lords. We are able to apply that path to our life here. So I raise the question, that why of existence, which has never been known on this earth by unascended people, mm -hmm. I do believe a time will come when it will be known here, because we, we, we will advance here see, in the future. Like We've been given it mm. for a reason. We've been told about it for a reason. I think it's referred to, I think it's the thing which is referred to in the 12th blessing um, or in the 12 blessings as the great cause, the absolute being the former of the great cause. Um, and it's, it is something you, but I believe you can get a glimpse of it even in the here and now and on this earth now. But um, it's, you know, I'm not saying you'll know it, though, as per the seventh freedom. Sure. Start to get a glimpse of it, because we now know it exists. Exactly. We now know more about yeah. it. And I do think if someone was able to enter cosmic consciousness in the light of the nine freedoms, they'd have some realizations, and in the light of the 12 blessings, I should say, as well, that wouldn't have been necessarily available to someone who had that experience 
before this period of history. Yeah. Uh, so it's very, very different. One other thing I'll just throw in, actually, yeah. to, to this discussion of truth. Sure. And it's a brilliant statement that Dr. King made, and he made it in a seminar called Watcher in the Night, uh -huh. which, again, is available on our Ethereum's Cloud. cloud. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. And it, do get the Ethereum's Cloud. It's absolutely fantastic. You won't get a better res reservoir of cosmic teaching and of metaphysical truth, talking about truth, I believe, than you'll find anywhere else on Earth. Uh, and I've, I'm a person who admires other teachings. It's not saying there's no other truths. There are some wonderful other truths, but there's nothing to compare with what we've got here uh, on Ethereum. Oh, obviously, I'm biased. I'd be somewhere else <laughs> I, if I thought that. But I just want to just say that for the mm. benefit of our viewers. Do, do look into that. But the point he made in this seminar, Watcher in the Night, is if you really spoke truth, mm -hmm. you really spoke truth, and I think I've got this right, he said, you'd never really stop speaking because the more you, truth that you spoke... He's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I do get reputation for never stopping speaking. But the more truth you spoke, the more you would know. That's mm. a brilliant point. Mm. And carbically, it must be so. Yeah, actually, that, that's exactly, because that's what he's saying in other points. What he's saying is, like, speak truth to find truth. And yeah. so, well, if, just the logical implication of that is... Teach that, truth to find yeah. truth is another thing you yeah. could say. From, you know, that springs from that. Mm, yeah. mm -mm. No, that, that's a beautiful thing. One, one other aspect of this, I think, is, you know, is there a danger in our, like, society at large of... Um, you know, talking about the truth. I heard some laughing back. Yeah, I think I heard some when, as well. And <laughs> I said, you never stop speaking. So, <laughs> uh, um, is there a danger in our society of, of sort of, um, you know, encouraging this idea of the truth? Because, you know, because a lot of the times when people talk about the truth, they're not really talking about profound, deep, you know, realizations of cosmic reality. Are no, they're, talking they're, about, they're talking about, you know, what are essentially beliefs that they, they want people to accept sure. blindly or, you know, just as a dogma. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, you know, I'd, I'd like to know the truth about um, oranges if I'm eating them and so on. So there's, there's all kinds of mm. levels of truth. Yeah, and yeah. They, and, they're, they're, and all knowledge can be valuable if it's used mm. in the right way. But when we're getting on to deep truth, and mm. that's what most people mean by it, I think the thing to avoid is the one and only truth. That's where people go wrong. Mm. That's where some religions go wrong. We've got the truth and they haven't. Right. And as I said earlier, I mean, the Tao Te Ching, I mean, is just a wonderful uh, exposition of truth. Um, and, and basically tells you, you know, mm. that you can, you can really um, advance if you, if you do it correctly in the stillness. You can go through, these aren't, this is not a quote, but thousands, a thousand years uh, in just a, it's not limited to time. Mm. Realization can take you on a journey, a realization of truth mm. can take you on a journey of a thousand years just in a matter of minutes. That's not from the Tao Te Ching, by the way, mm. but the principle is there. Yeah. And likewise, in, in um, the, you know, the aphorisms of Sri Patanjali, I'm just naming one or two things that I personally love. I love sure. the teachings of Swami Vivekananda. There was a tough truth speaker, a no-nonsense person. So was Swami Sivananda. Yeah. Some of the great yogas are very no-nonsense, and some of them just resorted to silence, like Ramani Maharshi didn't yeah. sort of yeah. want to talk about it much. And... It certainly didn't. They didn't want to argue about it uh, because it, it, in the end, it has to be perceived through realisation. Much speech leads inevitably to silence. There's the Tao teaching. Mm.
Um, I almost feel like I should end the show there. But I just said, like, there's some more things I would like to say. Um, but there's, there's this other aspect, isn't there, which is that um, in terms of the difference between just like a belief that someone has or a dogma that someone's pushing and something that you can actually validate through experience and like truth that you can arrive at through personal experience. Um, oh, thank yeah. you for yeah. that. Yeah. So that's so true because experience is undervalued. Mm. I mean, there are, there are many ways of getting to a truth. Somebody comes across a spiritual freedom show. Here's a couple of people talking. Yeah. They obviously believe what they're saying. Right. Uh, they're passionate about it. It sounds interesting, but is it true? Exactly. And that's a, a very fair question. How, yeah. do you, how do you get to whether it's true or not? Well, you get there through following the logic. That's one way. Mm. Um, I mean, the logic of the, the teachings and the consistency of the teachings, absolutely, that we, that we give, that we share, yeah. uh, really stand up to scrutiny. So that's one way. Another way, and a very, very good way, an even better way, is intuition. If you have intuition and logic, mind you, they arrive at the same place, if they're done properly. Yeah. Um, but intuition, though, can draw on information that's not accessible to you. That's the advantage of it over logic. Mm -hmm. That's why it is, it is advantageous to develop your psychic powers. Totally. Not to become a person of powers. Right. If that's your motive, forget it. Mm. But so that you can gain inaccessible information which can be useful in your service to others and in your personal development of yourself yeah. as well. Yeah. There's nothing wrong in personal development. That's where some people go wrong, by the way, as an aside. Mm. Oh, well, I'm serving. You shouldn't be doing any development. Yes, you should, because you'll serve better. You should do both. But service comes first. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I think I've gone off topic again, but... Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the the, the um I just the thing I was talking about there was the value of experience I guess and so yes thank you yeah yeah so yeah so I've mentioned logic I mentioned intuition yeah but truth is something you can experience yeah in fact it's the best way to experience it mm. Mm -mm. You, it, it is the ultimate way I mean samadhi is an experience that's the ultimate you know cosmic consciousness will be an experience when we have it uh, it's and there it's a state of being. It's not a state of thought, yeah. not a state of mind, even. Uh, it's a state of being, and it's an experience, and then you will know. Then we will know. Um, and that then we will know truth. And we, it, it will change us, because then we'll have a certainty we didn't have before. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, I never went for this idea of blind faith. Totally. Just the very words can't be right. Exactly. Um, Just leaves you unsettled, doesn't yeah. it, that you would even... Faith is, is valuable. Faith mm. is important. Mm. Faith is necessary. But it's faith based on something. Totally. And if you find the truth of the, of the nine freedoms... You don't have to, by the way, enter samadhi or cosmic consciousness, by the way, to experience truth. You can experience the truth of your own psychic nature. You can experience that. Totally. You can experience the power of prayer both in, in transmitting it and in receiving it, likewise healing. And you can experience karma working out. Little warning here, um, there are people who live very good lives who seem to have difficult lives. Sometimes people say, well, why? They don't seem to deserve it. I've heard that many times. Uh -huh. And there's a danger there of thinking, well, that person, you know... Um, 
it's unfair, it's not right. And what one has to remember is, is past lives as well mm. and future ones. Yeah. And it could be that that individual is going through a really tough time after leading a really noble life. I know one or two people like that. Such a person is choosing because they're advanced enough to burn up their karma now to make way for the future. Because we've been here for a long, long time and we all have karma to burn up. Oh, I love that perspective. You know, I never really thought about it that way, although in hindsight now it's kind of so obvious that we always think about karma as a reaction to something that's happened, but we don't necessarily yeah. think, you know, in terms of our own frame of mind of it, that mm. this is actually preparing us, strengthening us for future Absolutely. experience even. Yeah. Something that we may want to do, you know, allowing, you know, opportunities of advancement in future yeah. that, we, that, you know, our higher self is saying that it's ready for. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. I'm, I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, one of the, the last thing I wanted to explore here was just, you know, truth from the standpoint of the teacher. I mean, you know, um, and sort of, you know, the position that, you know, like yourself and like Dr. King and other people who are talking about sharing these great profound truths. Um, it's not easy, is it? I mean, well, you know, I think there's a thing Dr. King said, and we've commented this before in one of his lectures on the nine freedoms, mm. that, you know, if he talked about what he really wanted to talk about, there'd be nobody there hardly. There'd be hardly anybody listening because it's just too advanced. Mm. So one of the things that one has to do is share teaching. I mean, I'm not comparing myself to him remotely because I'm not comparable mm. to him at all. Mm. He's a great master. I'm a sort of working um, aspirant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that makes me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I, even I can see that one has to, to give teachings that are useful, applicable to people, mm. um, not necessarily talk about the things you always want to talk about. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, that is a factor in teaching. If you're going to be a teacher, um, you've got to make it useful. And this, in this way, Dr. King was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He gave people things they can do yeah. and do very effectively and, uh, and, and operate in terms of results like an adept of old. Mm by, for example, climbing certain holy mountains and practicing the 12 blessings, for example, on that mountain. Even more than that, by the way, joining in a mission like Operation Prayer Power, mm -hmm. where you are directly, that's an even greater act because that's a cosmic mission and you're directly cooperating with intelligences from other worlds in the performance of it, which takes it on a whole, it's part of a cosmic plan. It's on a whole other level. And this can be done by ordinary people. And they don't have to be members of the Ethereum Society. They don't even have to be friends of the Ethereum Society. They might, probably would be, but they don't have to be. They can come along and do that. And this is the brilliance of Dr. King. And I think a lot of people, including me, actually, when it first started, I accepted it, but I didn't get the full brilliant strategy behind it. Mm. Uh, it's an outstanding uh, Thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's another topic for another time, but involving technology and spirituality, cosmic cooperation, all in one package. But, you know, people who, who can... But people can do it, that's the point. Mm -hmm. So he, he was a teacher. Another outstanding, I mean, truly outstanding teacher, and that's underestimating what he really is, by the way, is the Master Aetherius. Mm -hmm. Because he's able to give... You take a practice which he gave dozens of times, yeah. the practice of the presence. It works at numerous levels, 
that practice. And I recommend it to everybody who watches Spiritual Freedom Show. By the way, the practice of the presence, which you can obtain through... Realize. Realize your inner potential. You can obtain it through the practices of Ethereus. Yep. It's a practice that we do in our online services. Yep. Um, you can join in with it. Um, it's a practice which you can operate on several levels. It will improve you, it will bring you greater peace, it will uh, bring you greater stillness, it will help you to, to calm your life, all those things. It will provide answers. It can provide answers that you can't work out to you, that you need to get an answer to. And I believe it could take you to cosmic consciousness. Thank you very much. Everybody, it's Darren here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.